the next two weeks, we are going to be looking at confidence. Now, Phil and Christian both very kindly emailed me and texted me this morning and said, Julie, speak about confidence with confidence today. And I just texted them back and said, thank you. We'll do my very best to do that. So when Phil and Christian asked me to speak about confidence, I went to my go-to places. So the first thing I like to do is, um, you know, you would think it would be the Bible. And, and of course, the Bible came in there as well. But one of the first things I did was I looked it up in the dictionary. What does confidence mean? And the, the dictionary describes confidence as full of assurance, having no uncertainty, excessively bold and sure of oneself. Now, wouldn't we all like to leave here this morning full of assurance, having no uncertainty, excessively bold and sure of oneself? Put your hand up if you would like to leave this morning feeling like that. So I'm sure that we all know people actually who are just naturally confident. Some people would look at me and say, actually, Julie, I think you're probably one of those people. And I might be, but not always. Then there's those people who are confident, but in their zone, How many of you remember seeing Britain's Got Talent when there was a lovely little old lady, I think she was in her 80s, got up on the stage and she was looking a bit frail and and, and we always have this debate, do you think they're going to be good, do you think they're not going to be good in our house, you know, we're like, oh no, I don't think she's going to be good. And she got up frail, but she started dancing and she was in her zone and was she confident and she was outstanding for those of you that saw it. So we can be confident at certain times. Then there's those people who, because of, they've perhaps throughout their life been told that actually they're not good or they're rubbish or their families put them down or circumstances have made them feel they've got knocked back and knocked back and knocked back. And actually it's taken its toll and no longer do they walk with boldness or confidence at all. But I want to encourage us this morning that no matter which of those phases we feel we are in, that God wants us to leave this morning full of assurance, full of um, oneself but in God, and having no uncertainty. We can all have that as we leave this morning. I also, in doing a little bit of research, looked up YouTube, another one of my go-to places. I do, I do, we'll get to the Bible, honestly. I looked up YouTube as well, and the the top four videos on YouTube about confidence were how to gain confidence in one month. We'd like that, wouldn't we? How to reach true confidence, five simple steps. (laughs) This one made me laugh. How to gain confidence, stop being so nice. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend you watch any of those videos this morning. But that is what a lot of people will be running to, to gain confidence. So this morning, I don't have any quick fixes. I want to just bring that caveat as we start. I haven't got a quick fix that in one month's time, you are going to be full of assurance and super confident. What I can say is this morning, I just want to bring some tools and and examples from the Bible, from my life, that I know that you can leave here this morning with an assurance, with a boldness, not in yourself, but in a God who gives me confidence every single day. So there's three areas I just want to look at this morning. And number one is confidence in the walk. Now, when I thought about confidence in the walk, there was one thought that came straight to mind. 
How many of you have seen Night Fever with John Travolta? When he does the strut. This is probably, we're going to see it in one minute, one second. This is probably the most confident walk any of us will ever see. Now, we can't take that video much further because it's not appropriate. (laughs) But I just wanted to give you an example of someone who sort of struts their stuff and walks about. And with the understanding that this morning I am not talking about that kind of confidence. I am not talking about a self-confidence. I'm not talking about somebody who's confident because they look good, because they think they earned the big bucks, or because they think everything in my life is good, I have got it all sorted out, and I am well and truly confident. I am not talking about that sort of confidence this morning. We can all have phases in our life where things go well, and and we can sort of give ourselves a bit of a pat on the back and think, aren't I doing great? But if we live like that, what about the times when we do get those knockbacks? We do have those times when actually we don't feel like life is going the way it should, and let's be honest, it happens to all of us. So this morning, I'm not talking about that sort of, how many of you remember the Fonz? You know, used to stand in the mirror and it, hey, you know, I don't even need to do my hair because I just look great as I am. I am not talking about that type of confidence this morning. In Philippians 3, the Bible does come in, I told you it would. Philippians 3 and verse 3, it says, put no confidence in the flesh. Psalm 20 and verse 7 says, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord. There's many of us around this building this morning who have got a confidence, not because of they look good, or they have got a great job, or they've got nice clothes, or they think they've got it made because they've got a nice house. We have a confidence this morning because we trust in the name of our God. So there's, a, there's a, uh, just a thought I just want to talk about under the confidence in the walk, that actually from time to time, we can look around at other people and compare ourselves, can't we? I've done it. You know, why do they seem to be doing better than me? Or somebody comes, comes in, you know, to the office one day and they've had a promotion and actually it can make you feel like, oh, what about me? You know, and, and actually things are going really well for them, but you're in a season and things aren't going well for you. If we live our lives like that, guys, then we are on dodgy ground. Because we need to know that whatever, as a Christian season we are in, God says, I've got plans to bless you. God says that whatever step you take, I am with you. That uh, you can trust me. You can walk with me. And no matter what everybody else is doing, don't look at them. Just look to me. Don't compare yourself. Don't look at what anybody else is doing. Just look to God who says, I am with you. No matter what season you're going through. So just be the best you that you can be. Now, that is not an excuse to think, I don't need to try. 
okay, God's looking after me. That means I can just saunter through life. That doesn't mean that you don't need to just be the best you you can be in terms of, I am going to be disciplined. I'm going to be organized. I'm going to work on my character. I'm going to get that diet in place. I'm going to get that exercise plan in place. God wants all of those things that we are the best we can be. But don't put your confidence in that. Don't put your confidence in, I'm going to look better, and and now I was a size 16, now I'm a 14, and I look good. Don't put your confidence in that, but don't make it an excuse as well not to be and try the best that you can be. So don't compare yourself to others. Don't be arrogant in thinking that you have ever got it all sewn up, because the Bible says pride comes before a fall. We can all be there where things are going well. I had a friend who actually said to me that things were going so well in her life that she was waiting for something bad to happen. Let's not live like that either. You know, let's just live every day submitting to God, confidence in the walk with God, not the walk with ourselves. Secondly, confidence in the way, confidence in the way. I have to be honest that there's so many times along my journey that I haven't felt confident. One of the things Christian said to me was, Julie, I want you to just unpack or share a little bit about your story over the last 18, 24 months. And being able to do that, I need to take it back probably a little bit further than that. When I left school... My, one of my, the main things, I, I just wanted to be a secretary. I, I loved organizing. I used to practice typing. And, and I, I used to just, I, I like organization and tidiness. And I used to, you know, get, get things on a desk. And I used to pretend. I used to play at pretending organizing. I had a little post office set my mum and dad bought me. And I used to like tidying and organizing. And, and I'd got no great aspirations to do anything other than just be a secretary. And actually, I, I liked singing a bit as well. I used to get me. Did you used to like the hairbrush ladies in front of the mirror, you know, and pretend you could sing and all of that. So, so I actually, that was my aspiration in life. But do you know that God actually calls for more out of us when we start trusting in him, when we start praying to him? And back then, there was, a, there was a prayer that really challenged my life, which was the Jabez prayer. Many of you will have heard it. You don't hear so much about it these days, but back then you did. And one of the lines in that prayer was, enlarge my borders. And at that time, I used to, I used to pray this every day. God, um, you know, bless me indeed and enlarge my borders. Anne calls it putting on a bigger jacket, you know. I don't want to stay where I am. Do you know when you start praying prayers like that, God's going to do it? It's going to start challenging you. It's going to start asking for more. And this is where it comes that, that actually we do want to walk with God, but we also need that prayer that says, God, you are the God of the more. You're the God who wants more for my life. Don't settle. Don't hold back and push into the more of God. So I used to start praying prayers like that, and I can remember having a bit of an interest in IT in, in the office I used to work at, the miners' union at, in Mansfield, and I worked there for 20 years. And I can remember walking into the reception one day, and we've got a new portfolio of faces and people on the welcome board. You know how they do in businesses, this is the manager, this is the CEO. And they put my picture up there, Julie Turner, IT manager. And I'm thinking, 
what? You know, how did I get here? You know, all of a sudden, I'd, I'd started as a secretary in a PA and, and doing admin. And then all of a sudden, I was launched into, you've got a bit of interest in, in IT, Julie. You're going to be the IT manager. I was so out of my depths at times. But all I knew is that God was calling the more out of me and that people saw something in me that were my managers and my leaders at that time. And, and I just didn't want to say no to anything that I thought God was calling me to do. I don't want to feel um, that I can walk through life and never have any of that. I'm just going to step out of the boat. I'm just going to step into something more because God has got more for me. But we can allow fear to hold us back. Confidence, real confidence, I want to unpack with you this morning, is faith. Real confidence is faith. That if you're waiting for fear to go away, it might not go away. But sometimes you've just got to step out the boat. You've just got to step into what God is asking you to do. So I went from being an IT manager, and then all of a sudden I'm in the middle of being a business owner. I'm like, how did I get there, God? I was so out of my depths yet again in so many seasons. I used to sit in business meetings with these guys, you know, and I used to be quiet, working on that scripture in Proverbs. Even a fool seems wise when they're silent. <laughs> and I thought, if I speak up, these guys will think she don't know what she's talking about. And the honest truth was I ain't got a clue what I was talking about. All I knew were doors were opening, and I just wanted to not miss anything that God had got for me and walked into them. Then coming on to what Christian asked me to share was over the last 18 months, um, Christian has asked me to step into more of a role here with operations and finance. And I remember having this conversation with Christian when he, he asked me to, to help Anne and Violet and do, do more with the finance side. I went, you do know that I was part of a business that the finance wasn't really great in. <laughs> you do know what you're asking? Yes, Julie, I know what I'm asking you to do. You are the woman for this job. You can do it. So I said, right, God, I'm fearful here, I, I, but I'm going to do it. God, if you say you want me to do this, I'm going to step into all that you've got for me this morning, this day. So I, I'm asking you this morning, is there something you're holding back on? Because actually you feel a bit fearful. And God is saying, I have got more for you. Don't limit me. Don't settle. Don't hold back. Because the confidence is not in you, but the confidence will come in God. You know that when um, we step out, it's then sometimes when we find that God gives us the ability. If you're waiting for God to, to make you um, great at something before you step out and do it, it may not. He may, but he may not. He may say, step out if you feel that God is saying, go for it. Step out, trust me, and be confident in me and not in your ability. But also I would say, don't push yourselves. Those at the other end of the scale, oh, oh I can do it, you know. I see Christian and Phil get up there and preach every week. I can, I can do that, you know. Don't, don't push yourself because it might be that there's a season, there, there's a time, there's a, there's a planning, there's a, um, a, a processing in your character that needs to happen before you are ready for that opportunity. One example of that would be that uh, many years ago, um, my mother and father-in-law kindly lent me um, a wonderful big black car. 
Now, if Chris was here, he'd tell you the CC, the name of the car. Girls, it's a big black car. That's all we need to know, isn't it? It's a big black car, and I drove it for the first time. I was in Trinity Centre Car Park in Nottingham, and, and I could even see over the steering wheel. I mean, I'm down here, and this car's so big, I'm like down here, I can't see a thing. And I'm, tr- I'm trying to reverse, reverse, looking, all of a sudden, bang, Sandy and John's car, £1,000 worth of damage. First time I drove it. I just wasn't ready for the car. It was just too big for me. And, and guys, so often we can try and push doors. We can try and push things that God says, further down the line, I've given you that vision, but you're actually not ready for it yet. It's too big. It will, it will do things to you that's just not right. The, the, the thing of this, guys, is just listening to that whisper, listening to God. If you feel that stirring this morning... I have been holding back. I have been settling. I have been fearful. The Bible says in Timothy, God did not give us a spirit of fear. But God gave us um, the the power for us to be able to step into all that is God, uh, all that is God. So feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. But don't hold back. Real confidence is faith in God. So if, if this morning you are in a difficult marriage, you're in a situation where you've got a difficult child, you're in a job that actually it's not really going how you want it, but you know that actually in this season, this is where I need to be. Trust God in that situation to just keep leading you and guiding you and hold on and every day, you know, When I knew God was calling me into a business venture, I had to wait years before actually anything opened up. And sometimes you've just got to keep going day and day and day and day. God, I know that you've got more for me and I just want to step in the more. This day I'm trusting you. This day I'm giving to you. And just keep trusting God where you are and be confident with where you are at. But don't take the glory for yourself. If you are doing well this morning... Don't take the glory for yourself. It's very easy to do that, isn't it? You know, yesterday when we, we were at the, com- the, the conference, um, Phil very kindly um, asked me to just step up on the stage and, and thank me for the organization. And sometimes, you know, you can have things like that happen. You say, oh, I'm going to tap myself on the back. Done a great job. And actually, the truth is I was just doing my job, and we had a great team And let's never get that we think we are doing a great job and we don't give the glory to God for all that he's doing in our lives. Corrie ten Boom used this great um, phrase, which I think is good, because she was a lady who did have a lot of people tell her she was doing a great work. And one of the things she said was all the compliments, all the, the taps on the back where people say I'm doing well, I see them as roses. And at the end of the day, I take all those roses and I lift that bouquet up to God and say, thank you. Thank you. My prayer this morning as I got up, apart from preparing for today, was I was in my study. God, thank you that yesterday went okay. (laughs) Thank you I didn't mess up. Thank you it was a good day. Thank you that you were with me. Thank you, God, that you gave me the strength and the ability to do all of that. But let's remember that God deserves the glory for whatever stage we're at. So confidence looks forward. Confidence looks up. Confidence has hope. 
Confident people focus on their strengths and not their weaknesses. If you this morning are trying to keep pushing doors of something that actually you will know you're rubbish at, you know you've got no ability in, perhaps you need to start focusing on where you are good. And don't worry about the things you're not good at. In the worship team, we distribute the leadership of certain areas to where their gifting is. Kev has got a great ability with music direction. He's far better at it than I am. Kev, you do that. I'll just do what I can do. You do what you can do. So don't compare and don't look um, to be something that God hasn't equipped you to be. And the final point, confidence in the word. Confidence in the word. Just want to sort of draw it as we draw it to a close this morning. Just to talk about people this morning who say, it's all right for you, Julie, but actually, I don't feel confident. I can't imagine walking out here and feeling confident. But you are a Christian. And actually, the Bible tells us that we can have confidence in God. For those of you that aren't Christians this morning, we are going to give you opportunity uh, in, in just a few minutes to be able to take a step of faith and, uh, and live with a confidence in our God. So, You're thinking that the future doesn't actually look that great for you. But you know there's more. You know that you're holding back. You know that you're a little bit afraid of the future. Corrie ten Boom again said this, Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. So the reason why I feel that many people actually can't look at the future with confidence is that they put their trust in what they do and not who they are. We can be on dodgy ground if we put our trust and our confidence in what I do and not in who I am. Because this is what God says about us. And thank you, Andy, for those great words that he shared during our time of prayer. But this is what God says. God says you are his child. God says you are his son and his daughter. God says you are his prized possession. If there's a God out there who loves you that much... Surely he is going to look after you, no matter whether you are in a great season or you're not. So this is what Hebrews 10 says in the message version. Don't throw it all away is the heading. So friends, we can now, without hesitation, walk right up to God into the holy place. Because Jesus has cleared the way by the blood of his sacrifice. So let's do it full of confidence that we are presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always, God always keeps his word. So the word of God says, I've got plans to bless you. The word of God says, I will make a way where there seems to be no way. This morning, you can walk out of here with a confidence and an assurance because Jesus accomplished everything on the cross so that you could be confident in who you are and not in what you do. Hebrews 10 goes on to say, do not throw away your confidence. And I believe Phil is going to unpack this a little bit more next week. Do not throw away your confidence because it will be richly rewarded. Who wants to be richly rewarded this morning because you are trusting your life to a God, even though your future is unknown, you're trusting in a God who is known. Martin Luther said it this way, 
Faith is a living, daring confidence in God's grace. So sure and certain that a man could stake his life on it. We used to sing a song many, many years ago, and all the young guys, wherever you are, will not remember this, I don't think. (laughs) My confidence is in the Lord, the source of my salvation. The song goes on to say in the chorus, he is my fortress, we will never be shaken. Guys, if this morning you feel a bit shaken, you feel a bit unsure about your future, God says, come and put your trust in me. I am a known God. In an unknown future, you can trust me with your life. You can trust me that I will lead you and guide you and I will make a way where there seems to be no way. So this morning, as I sum up, my prayer is that every person would walk away from here feeling and assurance in God. We started with the the definition in the dictionary of being excessively bold and full of assurance. Excessively bold and full of assurance, not in who I am, not in what I do, but in a God who says, because of me, I have made a way for you to live a life that you can be confident because he has a great future for all of us. Amen.